This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we're talking to Alexa Ephraimson. She is a Nike athlete for Pete Julian's group here in Portland, Oregon, and she's actually one of my good friends here in Portland. We talk about her experience being basically a high school phenom. She went professional in high school, which is something that is unique and not often done, so we talked about that. We talked about her pro career so far and much more, so stay tuned for today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Do you want to run farther and faster and recover quicker and easier? Do you want to feel healthier than you've ever felt before? You need to make a change, and that's what Inside Tracker is all about. Founded by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard, Inside Tracker is a personalized health and wellness platform like no other. What's their secret? First, Inside Tracker uses its patented algorithm to analyze your body's data and offer you a clearer picture than you've ever had before of what's going on inside of you. Then, Inside Tracker provides you with a concrete, science-backed, trackable action plan for reaching your performance goals and being your healthy best. For me personally, I discovered that I have super high cortisol. So using Inside Tracker's plan, I have been able to make nutritional changes I need, like adding more salmon and avocado into my diet um, to help lower those levels. So I'll get my blood work done again in a couple weeks, but it's been super helpful just to know that information because I literally had no idea. So being able to make those nutritional changes is awesome. So if you guys are interested, Inside Tracker is offering my listeners a 25% off discount to their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com slash Emma because change is an inside job. Today's episode is brought to you by something that I'm super excited to talk about, which you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know this, but I have been working on for the last few months, I just launched Craze Foods. It's my food brand and specifically the Craze Foods peanut butter coffee bars. The Craze Foods bar, it's a peanut butter coffee bar sweetened with honey, which packs 55 milligrams of caffeine from real coffee. They're super simple, just peanut butter coffee, honey, whey protein, and natural vanilla. I use them before I train and after I train too because they have 16 grams of protein. And they're a heck of an energy boost, plus convenient when I'm traveling around. We also just launched High Protein Iced Coffee. It's in a chocolate mocha flavor, and it's so good. I love adding it to my smoothies. Today, I added it in, into my yogurt bowl, and it was the perfect pick-me-up after my run and in between like my run and swim that I had that afternoon. So the reviews are already coming in on Amazon, so thank you to all who have rated and reviewed. I got to read one of the most recent ones from Madeline. 
She said, I almost don't want to give these such a positive review because I want them all to myself and I don't want them to sell out, but these are in fact so tasty and satisfying. I eat one almost every day and now I can't imagine my life without them. It's a little dramatic, but true. I've tried eating them as pre-run and post-run snacks and they've been great every time. The combo of peanut butter and coffee is perfect. 10 out of 10, super yum, and we'll be buying these again. So they're back in stock right now, those bars and the high-protein iced coffee on Amazon, and you can pick up a box for yourself in the link attached to this episode. You can also just type in amazon.com slash crazedfoods, and it goes directly to the store. So hopefully you guys like them as much as Madeline did. Let me know what you guys think. And now let's get straight into the episode. Alexa, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm super excited to have you on. So thank you for joining us. To get started, do you want to just give a little rundown of who you are and what you're about? Uh, sure. Um, first off, thank you for having me. Um, I have basically I am from the Portland area. I grew up in Camas, Washington, went to Camas High School, ran there until my right before my senior year of high school and signed with Nike. I'm about to start my seventh year being with them. And previously I was with my old coach, Mike Hickey. He was also my high school coach. And I recently just joined a uh, Pete Julian's group in November. And so I'm pretty excited. Um yeah, that sounds that sounds about good to me. Yeah, I mean that's a good little rundown. <laughs> wow, I cannot believe it's already been seven years. I feel so old. Like <laughs> because the way I see it is like basically if I had like gone signed when all the other girls my age or I guess when I sign pro I see myself almost as like a college grad at that time so really like I see myself as like late 20s <laughs> meaning like like with a with like uh Leo Connor or like Stephanie Brown like that's how old I see myself because I've been racing against them for so long I don't see myself as like against a Carissa or Elise or a Danny Jones like I don't see myself that young like maybe I should but yeah I, I mean well you are that young so <laughs> technically you should but I mean it makes sense if you've been racing those people for like that long it makes sense for you to see yourself and like I mean everyone has their like generation of runners that they grew up with racing so yeah yeah exactly yeah. so really I see myself as like 29 or 30 but I'm 24 so <laughs> Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's cool that I'm sure like, well, you have so many more years to come to. So maybe eventually you'll, <laughs> you'll come back to the 24 year old. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Um, well, we're friends, but I feel like we've never really like, I want to, I want to get to know you better. And I want to get to know okay. your running, your running history more. Um, okay. And I, I feel like we, we probably raced a couple times in high school. I mean, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you demolished me. Like, I'm sure you came to Arcadia. I think you came to Arcadia one year and, like, demolished the field. Um, <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm so curious as to what, like, your high school experience was like. Or, like, I guess we can just start off with how you got into oh. running in the first place. And we can just, like, go through the years. Okay, okay. Um, So, really got into running in, like, middle school. I feel like most people do. Um, and I feel like most distance runners don't start off as distance runners. They start off as soccer players or they'll do sprints in middle school. And so I was a hurdler in middle school. 
Thought Whoa, I was okay. super cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like to joke that my pride and glory comes from my um, seventh grade Skyridge Middle School school record in the 100 meter hurdles. That's the thing I'm most proud of, I guess you could say. Um, and then freshman year in, Can- or in Washington, it's either like soccer or cross country or the same season. And like, I was no good at soccer. And so I went out for cross country. And then our team was like decent. I think in the previous years, they've gone like eighth at state. And so we ended up winning my freshman year. And then I also like Washington was so stacked when I was in middle school. I mean, I'm sure it still is now. I'm not, I don't follow high school as closely just because I'm not, I'm old now. Like I said, yeah, you're <laughs> like, 29. So I know so many years removed from high school. And, but like I had Katie Knight and Maddie Myers and like Amy Eloise to like race against, which, and they were cal- like national caliber athletes. And so it was really cool to be able to like race them from such a young age and like really set such a high standard for myself, but also just like representing Washington on a national level. And so that was freshman year. And then I qualified for NXN um, individually. And also, like, I think me and Sarah Sai, do you remember her? Yeah, 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 I remember yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, we were sort of, like, the little freshman buddies, like, making it up in the NXN world. And we were just, like, I don't know, we were sort of two peas in a pod freshman year trying to, like, figure out what even NXN was at that point. Because your team had, like, qualified multiple times, right? Yeah, yeah, we went twice. But, okay. yeah, it would be so nice to, like, go with the team compared to individuals. I always kind of mm-hmm. felt bad for the individuals because they seem so low. <laughs> I know. I will say Katie and I did a really good job of making, like, all the individuals feel like a team. And so I, my team had qualified sophomore year, but then, like, my junior year I tried to, like, continue that because I had like Ella Donahue and Sarah Sai again and so I tried to like make make it a team thing because like you said it is a huge difference between like going with your team or going with a bunch of not randos but really randos (laughs) yeah people that you're not training with every day yeah exactly um and then freshman year I got invited to the dream mile when that thing was still happening um and so that sort of, I think, helped jumpstart, like, oh, I can be, like, actually decent at this thing, and so, um, and then I had qualified for World Youth Championships, I think, after my sophomore year, and World Juniors after my junior year, and so that also sort of jumpstarted, like, oh, because I didn't really, like, know what professional running was, and I don't feel like you do unless you're somewhat familiar with this world, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so that sort of really opened up my eyes to like even running being a career, let alone like something that people do post collegiately. Um, and yeah, and then I had ran Milrose my junior year. And so I think that sort of helped me get on the map in terms of like as a professional. And then I, instead of the dream mile my junior year, that's when it was also happening on the same weekend as the uh, New York Diamond League when it was still happening and so I had got thrown into the Diamond League my junior year and I think that's what really took me off yeah man when you're running Diamond Leagues in high school (laughs) then that makes sense it definitely puts you on the map like yeah yeah 
so were you always good like were you good in middle school like outstanding um I'm no not necessarily uh, I mean I don't know <laughs> like, okay well just tell us your times <laughs> okay I think I ran like 505 for the 1600 in eighth grade okay okay yeah, yeah. so that's like pretty good yeah but like I think it's because I was so poor at soccer like that probably fueled my inner fire (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense and then like how good were you so well you had an amazing freshman year like qualifying to all those individually and then qualifying the dream mile too your freshman year how fast did you run I think for 40 yeah okay well that is is a huge (laughs) jump that is a huge from 505 to 440 yeah, <laughs> so that definitely like puts you on the radar from the start, especially back then when like people were 440 used to be really hard. I know, I know. And it's like, oh, they're pretty good at running. Yeah, seriously, everyone and their grandma's running it now. Jeez. Yeah, I'm like, man, the bar has been set <laughs> it's high. Crazy. But yeah, props to all the high schoolers these days. Um, yeah, well, you I... were iconic when you were in high school. So, what, <laughs> what were your times by the time you finished high school? Um, I mean, like, it dip sort of depends on what you define as high school, like when I graduated high school versus when I like had signed and wasn't high school eligible anymore. Because like my junior year, I ran 407 for the 15, two or three for the eight. And I think nine flat for the 3k. Okay, so you signed up for your junior year to go professional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Man, that is, <laughs> I just can't even imagine doing Like, I can't even imagine being a junior in high school being like, okay, time to start my career now. Like, Well, it's like, I didn't even realize it either. And yeah. I didn't realize how big of a jump it was going to be. And I think that, like, I had a really good support system that helped keep my head on my shoulders. Whereas I feel like some people wouldn't be able to really take it on or just like so many things can go wrong quite frankly <laughs> yeah yeah man Especially I, I want to dive into athletes yeah exactly and I, mm-hmm. I kind of want to dive like farther into that because I want to dive more into like I mean the physical too but also the mental side of all that because like I said I can't mm-hmm. even imagine being a high schooler just deciding to start racing the pros like going to a mm-hmm. diamond league race while you're in high school how did you handle yeah. that mentally like were you just kind of naive to like the world or like literally yeah like I was just such a naive runner I like I feel like as the older you get like the more knowledgeable you get obviously and so like the more you're gonna overthink things and like when I was in high school I was a child like I didn't even like I just didn't overthink at all whatsoever I was just like oh I'm gonna go run this race (laughs) yeah yeah. oh I'm just gonna run this race against fast people like yeah oh to be a high schooler again and think that way it's crazy I don't know what changes from when you're like in high school to beyond but it's like why am I thinking so much now yeah um so like what made you decide to go pro and like forego NCAA running and all of that was it like what elements went into it for you um it was a little bit like if something's working why I fix it because obviously changing coaches can be really difficult and also you never know like how a coaching's training philosophy is going to line up with how well your body responds um a little bit of like strike while the iron's hot and I wasn't sure like if I was going to be able to have like contractual opportunities when I did like depending on how you do in college and then also Oh, it was like that Diamond League was the same weekend as NCAAs. 
and I had ran a few seconds faster than like the winner of the 1500 and so I was like how much is college going to challenge me and like in retrospect I'm sure it would have done great things and I'm sure it would have like helped me grow in ways that I wasn't able to grow not going to race in the NCAA but at the same time I was like I I know that I'm going to be challenged for sure at the professional level. So those are the main three factors going into it. So I asked on my Instagram if people like had questions for you. And a lot of people, they asked the question, do you regret not going and running in the NCAA? You know, I get that question a lot. I'm Um, sure you do. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when I was in, when I was like actually college age, like early, early twenties. Yeah. Now that you're 29, like you probably just don't get I honestly it's like it was such a long time ago it doesn't even matter um but I will say I I don't regret it personally I think that I don't think it's for everyone though I think that there has been people who have gone through and sort of get thrown in the ringer and don't like make it out and or they like it's just like it is very very difficult um and that's even me speaking whereas I haven't like PR'd in a couple years like I've come close and I've been able to like stay consistent but it's really hard to stay consistent and from that like 18 to 22 just because the female body changes so much and so like for females I think it's a lot harder than for males to forego the NCAA system yeah is that something that you like anticipated when you decided to go pro where you like my body's gonna change and like running is gonna feel different at all because I feel like a lot of people don't see it coming. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, what was your experience with that? No, I didn't. I didn't realize it was a thing, quite frankly. Like, and I don't think a lot of, it's just like, we're not really educated on how much our bodies are going to change and how much our hormones are going to affect, like literally everything. And so I didn't <laughs> see it coming at all. And I think that it is a struggle that females face like I definitely struggled with it um and so I think that it's just something that also needs to be addressed in general whether you're considering going pro considering competing in the NCAA really like at any point during that late teens early 20s yeah I think it's like I mean regardless of the level that you run at it's just in those years of like the puberty years yeah of like Mm, you know 16 to through college age I would say it's like your body changes so much and everyone Mm -hmm. goes through it at some point so yeah I don't know why like that was not a thing like people did not talk about it I feel like there's more conversation about it now um but even like nowadays there's not that much discussion of it or like how to get through it or like resources to go to for like people that are struggling like mentally or even physically like people just it's like a just a I don't know, you're thrown into it and then you just kind of have to deal mm-hmm. with it. And you, f- you also feel like you're going through it alone. I feel like a lot of the time you like, yeah, you feel yeah. like you see a lot of people that are successful at the same age as you. And they're like, why are they not like dealing with this? Like I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what would you say like helped get you through all of it? Um, I think that just like having a really close support system, like I'm really close with my family. I had some, or have some really close friends that, also just make you remember that running isn't the end-all be-all like (laughs) as much as it seems like it in the moment like you sort of have to I think that because 
of like the challenges that we feel we date we face and this is not just for females but for males as well like you're gonna put that extra stress on yourself and if you don't have like a soundboard that's that can sort of like relieve that stress and anxiety and pressure that you feel it's just gonna continue to accumulate whether it turns into something bigger mentally if it turns into injury like I think that having that really sound support system is going to help you get through all the changes that you have to go through when you're becoming an adult whether you have running or any other sport involved yeah and I feel like being able to discuss it with other runners or like other teammates I feel like is really important too especially if you're on like a Mm -hmm a female like group of females you know on a team mm-hmm. I feel like it mm-hmm. should be an open discussion talking about it because it's like everyone goes through it so why are we not yeah. talking about it more so um yeah and it's like you can definitely get through it and it's like a, it's a very challenging time period but like mm-hmm. I don't know you're a perfect example of someone that dealt with it and has like gotten through it and is still a very successful like professional runner so <laughs> yeah you. I mean it's been really fun to follow along but did you ever like struggle with injuries or anything during the past couple of years at all? Um, I was pretty blessed within, with being pretty injury free. Um, my freshman year, I had a stress reaction in my shin that only took me out for a couple of weeks. Um, in 2019, I had a foot injury that was probably my biggest injury or running related injury to date. And that took me out for like two months and that sort of screwed over my summer but I was able to sort of make a quick comeback from that and then I had shoulder surgery last year (laughs) which was sort of a big thing but it like wasn't it was one of those like oh COVID's happening oh there's no races happening I should probably get this addressed sooner rather than later yeah I mean that's like wait how did that come about um I had fallen off my bike oh no (laughs) yeah and then I had also fallen off of some um boxes that I was doing like plyo box jumps off of and so I had yeah I had torn my labrum and tripped my hermural head and my right shoulder (laughs) yeah so I had to like have orthoscopic surgery and be in a sling for six weeks but it's fine that was all COVID. Mm-hmm. yeah that was like last June and July okay well I mean yeah that's I guess that's not the worst time but I mean no time is a good time for that to happen <laughs> no no not at all box jumps are sketch though like they're I feel like yeah. I only see people getting hurt on those things <laughs> I know especially runners yeah. I feel like they don't really have the hops you know it's not like I will say like I've had the discussion before whether like runners are athletes and I think it sort of depends <laughs> So are runners athletic? I think most are not. I think exactly. I would agree with that. I don't I don't really think I'm not athletic. Like I'm not coordinated. I fall every time I go out for a trail run. Like <laughs> I I can't balance at all. Well, I guess like you have to figure out what the definition of like an athlete is. I mean, I think if you're like coordinated that definitely helps. Some people think that the definition of an athlete is be able to like be shown some sort of athletic activity and you can like emulate it really well. I don't know about that necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think runners are. I would consider all of us athletic, you know, (laughs) for my own personal sanity and confidence. I am an athlete. So just don't ask me to throw or kick a ball because I will not be able to do that for you. So that is Or do a double leg hop over something. Yeah. Yeah. So is running a sport? (laughs) Oh, of course running is a sport. Just, I don't know, for athletes. (laughs) 
<laughs> because that we can run sense. in a straight line. Like, hell no, that's necessarily athletic per se. That is so funny. We just have this debate. This is what the podcast is. It turns into, is running a sport debate? Everyone watching is like, yes. And we're like, no, actually. <laughs> actually, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, recently you made the switch to Pete Julian's group. So you were with your high school coach for the years before that, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. So what made you make the switch? Um, It was a little bit like the opportunity arose. And I um, I had been with my coach a long, my old coach a long time. I had been with him for probably about 10 years. And he made me into the athlete and like person I am today. And so I can't like thank him enough for helping me get like all my races and times and just like and mentality he really helped me become who I am today but I will say there was a part of me that really wanted to be surrounded by athletes that were better than me so that I could be pushed both mentally and physically um and psychologically and just like be put in a situation where I am definitely like the scrub of the group (laughs) and so and I think that you get that when you go to college and obviously I didn't have that opportunity. And so I think that this was like the best situation that I could be in is just like being in a group full of medalists that, and people that are really, really going to be in medal contention. Um, and I also really liked that the team was so international. And so like, you're not necessarily fighting girls for spots and practice day to day like we have Jess who's Australian Coco's German Ray is in the 800 um and so you can genuinely like get excited for your teammates yeah um, without having that little thing of jealousy in the back of your mind yeah and I'm not saying that's going to be like that's necessarily the case for the other groups but I knew that it that would it just helped make things easier, I guess I should say. Yeah, that makes sense. Were, when you were with your high school coach, were you training alone then? Um, I had some teammates that would come in and out every couple months. Um, and then I also would train more often than not with like community college guys, okay. which is great and all. And it's nice. It's always nice to have company, but I think it's a little bit different dynamic when you actually have like teammates, especially girls, just like it, like mentally, it's like, Oh, because I feel like if you're being pulled around by a guy, you're like, well, it's a guy. (laughs) Yeah, it's so different. I mean, my only Mm -hmm. experience is like in high school, working on the the JV boys team. And Mm -hmm. the guys like pace everything so differently than girls do, too. It's like very weird. I don't know. But it is very different to like run and train with girls compared to guys. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine that it would be more. I don't even know what the right word is, but. Um, I don't know. It makes it more realistic. Yeah, more realistic. That's a good term. Um, so how is it? Like, would you say that you're the scrub of the team then? I mean, <laughs> yeah. is that I what mean, you call yourself? Um, definitely when I joined. I think I'm a few levels up from scrub now. Okay, but like, nice. Um, I still definitely have a long way to go. Yeah, what has it been like? I mean what is your team dynamic like I'm so intrigued (laughs) I mean it's it's really cool because all of us are like 24 to 26 I mean 
we have a bunch of international people. And so that creates a cool dynamic too, in terms of like different cultures and stuff like that. Um, We were in Phoenix for two months and it was Donovan Brazier, Craig Angles, Eric Jenkins, Charlie Grice, Coco, Raven and I, and like all of us are under 26, 27. And so like, it's really cool because I feel like, I mean, I would have loved to have Shannon Roberry's on our team and I haven't been able to train with her as a teammate yet. And I'm really excited to, um, and I'll be able to in a couple of weeks, but I think that all the young people, like it's, they all hang out (laughs) yeah they all hang out they all goof off Um, (laughs) and so (laughs) it's it's a really fun training environment um but with that said some like I think that there's that balance between like having a good time but also like being focused so you sort of need to know like when to turn it on and turn it off yeah is it different like is it really different compared to your training before or like even the dynamic of like Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd say for sure. I mean, like I was really close with my coach, my old coach. Um, but it's just different having people your own age that you can talk absolute nonsense with. Yeah. That (laughs) is, that is pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And knowing a lot of people on the team, I can imagine, um, just, I can just imagine the conversations that you guys are (laughs) <laughs> on a day-to-day basis so. like the most random conversations too oh my goodness I feel like I wouldn't be able to stop laughing in that <laughs> yeah um well what has like been your favorite pro experience so far I mean you got you got quite a few years to go so yeah I know um probably the travel part of it um I really like to travel in general and I think that because running is so international you're able to go to places that you wouldn't not necessarily ever want to go to but like things it wouldn't be on your list Mm -hmm. yeah exactly but then you're like oh this is actually like sort of thick um and so just probably that just in general has been a pretty cool experience where's been the best place that you've been to um you know I really associate how well I like a place with how well I race there and so that would make sense like I hate Belgium but I love Italy because I've for some (laughs) reason always raced really well in Italy um I also have had some really cool opportunities where like my family's from Sweden and so I've raced in Sweden before and it'll be like my third cousins came and watched the race or like I was in Peru in 2019 and my one of my best friends from Chile like flew up and then we were able to go be tourists around Machu Picchu so it's like those little connections where I have family or friends that are able to come with me that really helps make it that much more special yeah that sounds so fun I'm always like so jealous of all the runners that are traveling throughout Europe over the summers mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. is that like like what how do you get your training in? I feel like I'd be so distracted like, how do you find tracks to go to how do you find places to run how do you not get lost you know yeah yeah I mean I think it it really depends on who you travel with I think that depending on who you travel with can make it really stressful or make it really organized <laughs> that would make sense yeah yeah like my and then also, like, you just sort of have to go into it knowing, like, I won't probably be able to be a tourist very much until after the race. Yeah. But there was, like, 
there was one summer where I raced like five times in two weeks over there and I was just like I'd race and then the next day I'd fly to a different country and then have a rest day and then race and then like just that cycle for like two weeks straight and so Bro, you're not even training at that point it's like literally just no. racing. yeah and that's sort of how the European circuit goes is like you should hopefully should be fit by then yeah, and so you're not trying like, to like cram in workouts when you're there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah that would make sense um what's like the next race on tap for you um I think I'm doing Drake I okay think. when is that one uh it's at the end of April oh man kind of coming in mm-hmm. hot I know seriously and then we're going to Park City um starting May 1st so okay. I'll be up at altitude do you like altitude camp I I like camps in general. I think just like being able to be in a place fully focused on running, um, it really makes you realize, like this for this camp in particular, I'll be able to be with Shannon Roberry. And so I'm really excited to like use her or not use her, but like learn from her as a teammate and a mentor and stuff like that. Cause I've been racing her ever since. I started I mean like I've been in many races with her so I'm really excited to just like be in a training camp environment where I can fully focus on running yeah so why haven't you been able to train with her has she been out of uh she's based out of uh San Francisco oh okay that makes that makes Mm -hmm. more sense then well Park City's beautiful so that'd be a good place I feel like a lot of people end up going there there or Arizona is a hot spot for <laughs> yeah seriously it was like probably like three quarters of the running world was in phoenix in january oh january. i know i know should <laughs> i be there like for no reason i'm like i feel like i should go low-key why would i go i have no reason to be there but i thought it was there and i was like i don't know, like all my friends were there i felt like i was like oh seems yeah, like a hot place was, to be right now yeah seriously it was like everyone and their grandma was there that's kind of fun though because then you have like the whole entire running community but then it's also covid so you can't really like yeah people so you just, yeah like, exactly people, and you're like hello <laughs> please stay away from me yeah please don't get anywhere near me <laughs> um okay well people like i said before people ask some questions um mm-hmm. on instagram so we can just go through those make okay. sure people get what they want um yes. episode someone asked what are the ways that you've improved as an athlete over the years um i think that running is able i mean i feel like i, I don't know when i say like oh, just running i think that you could probably apply this to all sports but i think that there's so many different facets to athletics that you can really focus on that's going to help your performance whether it's nutrition or recovery or mentality or spirituality or just like physically pushing yourselves in different workouts um i think that you can really experiment with each of those like different subjects and figure out what works for you, what you don't like. And that in turn will help build confidence and sort of help propel your sports career, whether it is running or any sort of athletic endeavor. Do you have anything specifically that you feel like you've like changed that has really helped you as an athlete in any of those categories? Um, I mean, I've, sort of experimented with like um like nutrition for example like I'm really into chia seeds and flax seeds right now and I think that there's different like 
foods that can really help you. Um, or like right now I'm really focusing on getting more protein in and stuff like that. And so it's like little stuff like that, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but I think is probably a bigger deal than we give it credit for. Um, and so I think that just figuring out what works for you, like I'm trying to not drink coffee after noon <laughs> after Man, having coffee. this conversation <laughs> at 4.30 and I'm drinking a cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it, I feel like it is a lot of like trial and error and everyone's so different. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't take advice from one person because you have no idea if it's going to work for you. So like the chia and yeah. flax thing maybe you need that maybe someone else doesn't need that because they already get a bunch of like omega-3s or whatever that vitamin is whatever that's called (laughs) um but yeah it is like very individual but I really do like that and yeah it's just a lot of trial and error so um I agree and next question how was balancing it like college and being a pro because you went to University of Portland right Mm -hmm. yeah um and so I was able to like take um, part-time in the springs which is when I was traveling a lot and then I'd go full-time in the fall and so I'd usually take like I don't know 12 to 14 credits in the fall and then anywhere from like six to ten in the spring and then also I transferred in so many credits really from <laughs> because high school? no from other colleges because UP doesn't do online courses I mean besides COVID but in general they don't do online courses and so really like so I graduated last December but from all the I had to go through six different schools like just transferring (laughs) classes to like fulfill my business graduation like requirements and so I'm amazed I actually graduated quite frankly because like all the different requirements and like transferring a certain credits to actually get the credit requirement that I needed to also fulfill the certain individual classes that were supposed to be at UP, but I just sort of like hoped would fulfill those requirements. And so I'm really happy I graduated is what I'm saying. Yeah, man. <laughs> so did, when you like signed a professional contract, were you like, I'm still going to do college or was it ever like a thought that maybe I just won't go to school? It wasn't really a question. Um, I was pretty set on going to school because I also know that running is eventually going to end. And it's not necessarily saying that you can't continue with a running related career after you've retired or that you can't find a job. But I think that not getting college degree does limit you to some extent. Um, and I just didn't want to close that door. So I yeah. ended up going. That makes sense. Man, That I can just imagine how much work that would be. I feel like a lot of talking to teachers being like, hey, I'm gone this weekend or I'm doing this, but props to you. And that's, and that's one of the reasons why I went to UP, like being a smaller school. I was like being able to have smaller class sizes. I think it will be important to have some sort of relationship with my advisors and professors. Um, and so I think that really helped me. Yeah. What do you want to do after running? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm 29, so I should probably know. But, I was brainstorming. Uh, I was just brainstorming questions with Carissa on our couch downstairs, and I was like, "Should I ask uh-huh. for this?" And she's like, "Oh, I kind of hate that question." I was like, "Sorry," <laughs> asked it anyway. Yeah, I mean, so I'm a finance major. Okay, so money. Was, yeah, money. <laughs> and so, like, I guess I could do something with that. Should do something with that. I don't really know. Um, I did a 
uh, internship with a venture capitalist firm in UP in the Portland area that I'm still like doing a little work with. So maybe like, I don't know, wiggle my way into that after I'm done running. Yeah. I have a feeling when I'm done running, I'll either like be really closely associated with the running world or I'll have absolutely like nothing to do with it. <laughs> I feel like, like that's I a common answer. It's like either you're super ingrained or you just uh-huh. never am, are like mentioned in the running world again. Yeah, or like have like no, just gonna be like an assistant coach somewhere on the side. Like you're just like nope, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> no ties filled my time. Yeah, you're like I filled my time with this for however many years. Like I need to not look at it or see it for a long time. Yeah. Do you do you see yourself like still running for a while? Like, yeah, I guess like do you want to like, go into marathons eventually? Like, what is your path? Do you think? Um, I don't really see myself going over the 5k at any like competitive distance (laughs) I think what I'll probably I think I know I think I'll probably run a marathon like at the very 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 end of my career and when I say run I mean like jog it just so I can say that I like ran a marathon because I know when I'm done running it's going to be and I take off however many months or years, it's going to be so hard for me to get back into it. Like, I just know myself. It's, and like, I think I have to, I will have to be a runner to say, to stay in some sort of fitness after I'm done running. Cause I think that's the most efficient way for myself to like be fit, but I will be, I'll have no fitness whatsoever. I'm going to probably be doing like <laughs> Zumba classes and stuff whatsoever. like that. <laughs> I just I I know like just my intrinsic motivation will be way different than it is right now. Oh well, I mean, I wonder why. Like, <laughs> okay, I this is a good question actually. Okay. Do you, are you gonna make your kids run? Uh, no, no. Yeah, there's like I I like to ask people that because I'm always very curious because some people are like, oh yeah, like I want to be a running family, like my kids are gonna run, you know. <laughs> But I don't know. I will. I will force them to do some sort of sport, but I won't force them to do running. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They need to be athletic. Yeah, (laughs) they they need to be more of an athlete than just a runner. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Oh my god, they need to be an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, they can't. Everyone listening to this is just going to be offended by it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I promise. Okay, we're all athletes, guys. Everyone listening to this, you are an athlete. um okay next question before we dive too much into a hole um (laughs) is there anyone in the running world that you look up to um I mean when I when I had signed I had always looked up to like Jenny Simpson and Shannon Roberry um and Brenda Martinez just because they were like they were really the face of middle distance running um for a really long time too I think that their consistency is very admirable and they and so and like they're still running now and it's been six years later seven years later or whatever and so I think that just in general that's been really cool to watch especially since I can now compete against them um and especially cool now that I'm Shannon's teammate yeah that makes a lot of sense and I'm sure you're, mm-hmm. that, that's gonna be so cool to be able to train with her, with her too um mm-hmm. so yeah I can I've only be excited yeah, and I've only heard, like, amazing things about her, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Well, Shannon, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure she <laughs> is, 
pretty excited. Yeah, Alex is really <laughs> I hope I don't come on too strong. <laughs> yeah, I'll try yeah. and tone it down. Yeah, tone it down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, this question is from Carissa. If you could be good mm-hmm. at any other sport other than running, what would you choose? Um, I've always wanted to like get into snow sports, but because like Mount Hood's right here, right? Yeah. But I've always like never attempted it because I didn't want to get injured. And so I think being something like some sort of snow sport would be cool. But then at the same time, I don't really like to be cold. So I guess that's not a very good answer. I like hot chocolate though. So that'd be a good excuse to get hot chocolate like all the time. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And like snow sports are so cool. You're like, that person's like really cool. You see someone skiing flips and you're like, whoa. But recently I've been getting into skateboarding, not myself, but like, really? I'm not, I'm not not an athlete, so I can't do it. No, but I've been watching skateboarding and that's like such a cool Uh sport that I like didn't know anything about. I feel like it'd be really cool to be a good skateboarder. So, or like surfers. Yeah. Or surfers. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, well, you know, maybe in another life we (laughs) can do that. Um, Yeah. Okay, well, the last question I will ask you to close out the podcast is, do you have one piece of advice to your younger self? Mm, I always have this question, and I always, like, think of a different answer every time, so I'm not very consistent in my answers. Okay, I'd well, probably, you just have a lot of advice, it sounds like. I guess that's one way to put it. Um, I'd probably say, like, I think that, I don't know, this is sort of cliche, but, like, really enjoy, like especially as a high schooler I think that's really easy to put a lot of pressure on yourself because you think that's like the end all be all but really enjoy like being with your teammates and being like at these really fun races that you're not going to have the opportunity to and it's even harder right now with COVID but like there's so many cool events in high school that you're never going to be able to like compete in against like a Brooks PR or a um or an MXN or something like that like even if you aren't able to get to that level but still like dual meets even those are fun you know and very seldom will you be able to be able to compete in something like that when you or if you compete collegiately or professionally and so like it might seem stupid at the time but like they're fun in retrospect and they can teach you a lot too. So just taking every opportunity to enjoy that moment and I don't know, very cliche, but I think it's really true. No, I mean, it is really true. And I agree. I feel like some of my favorite running experiences came from those high school meets, like whether that mm-hmm. was league meets where me and my teammates would like, I don't know, have a good time, like racing with each other, or like on the yeah. bus, scooping around, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like it meets like Brooks PR and NXN. Like if you have the chance to go, it's, it's an experience unlike anything else. Like it's <laughs> not going to, it's not anything that will be in college. Like there's no college experience that's like Mm-mm. that. Like no. it was just very distinct experiences. So I a hundred percent agree. I do myself like wish I lived it up more. Cause like you uh-huh, just don't yeah. have any idea, I guess. But now looking back yeah. at our old age, of 24 <laughs> we're both like man those right were good days. Days. yeah seriously and like you're brought together with so many other athletes that you're like you make relationships with and you are able to follow for the rest of their like running life or just life in general and so that's a really unique opportunity that some athletes students 
I'm trying now I'm like <laughs> now I'm <laughs> now it's just like athletes is like screaming at me. <laughs> I just I'm just like runners in general like yeah. might not be able to experience in other ways yeah and I think social media helps that with this generation I feel like our generation was like we were a little late to the social media game but I feel like now yeah. all the younger runners are like so ingrained in each other's like training and racing and mm-hmm. stuff on social media it's kind of cool to have that little community on there so live yeah, it up for sure. if you're younger exactly yeah live it up we'll just be the old, the, the old <laughs> over here but we, okay we're still young so it's fine yeah um, yeah well thank you so much for coming on I'm sure everyone learned a lot more about you I know I did um I got a lot out of this and it was just good catching up I feel like we haven't talked in a mm-hmm. time so I feel like I've been like in and out of the Portland area for the last like year and a half so this is nice yeah exactly um cool well where can people follow you at um my I'm not on Twitter I don't have a Facebook that's how old I am whoa Um, okay yeah like I didn't I just never jumped on that train um I'm rarely on Twitter if you want to get me probably Instagram just add Alexa Euston all right everyone go give her a follow mm-hmm. i'm already following her so <laughs> um well thank you so much for coming on to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas peace out fellas <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of commas over cold brew i hope you enjoyed it i loved talking to alexa it's been a little while since i've seen her so it was nice catching up and just learning more about her experience considering she's one of the people that was like a legend when I was in high school and is still a legend to this day. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys love the podcast, it helps me out so much if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It takes literally 15 seconds and it helps just add credibility to the podcast. So that means that I'm able to get higher profile guests and more people that you guys would like to see on the podcast. So it literally only takes 15 seconds, I swear. So go do that if you enjoy the podcast. If you want to submit listener questions or just be updated on, on episodes, follow at Combos Over Cold Brew Pod on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. This is one of my favorite things to do. And I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes so far because I know I love doing them. So thank you guys again. And I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.